What is happening? What is up? It is Arizona T in the cup. The kid is back. Back like he never left. It's been about, I think, I should check. I think about four weeks. It's almost been a month. A hiatus, some are calling it. Uh, some were calling it writers or uh, podcasting block. The haters are calling it uh, self-doubt. I call it, uh, I got smacked in the face with life. And I had to handle business. <laughs> There's certain responsibilities that come before uh, get just podcasting for fun. And being a husband and being supportive and spending quality time. Like, I don't know, life just fucking happens. And to be honest, like if you're listening, like I probably know you personally or like through a few degrees of separation, you know, we're somewhat close. And to be honest, it's like, you get it right. Like stuff happens. There's a lot of health issues like going on internally. Like I myself just went to a chiropractor for the first time, which I'll get into. It was an experience. It's something that like, I, I don't hear often, you know, I, I never spoke with someone who wasn't a chiropractor that had been to a chiropractor, but to be honest, like, yeah, it was just like life was busy. So I did what I suggest everyone. There's two things I suggest everyone in life do. One, it's complete the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. Whether you're an alcoholic or not, I just look into it. It's extremely beneficial. It's just about like self-reflection. It's something I continuously need to do more of, but that's always the answer, right? We always need to be doing more self-improvement, but uh, yeah, it's all about self-embetterment. And the other thing I always suggest is if you're having a problem, hit pause on life and take a pilgrimage to Myrtle Beach. I swear, I think there's spiritual awakenings. I think I had a spiritual awakening in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I think <laughs> Myrtle, if you've ever been to Myrtle Beach, it's like my brother lives like outside of it, or I guess like the southern portion of it. So I know it well, and it has a very soft place in my heart. But Myrtle Beach is just like, it's that, like, it's like just super trashy at times. Like, I, like I said, I love it. So I mean, with all due respect, but there's like 4,000 mini golf places. There's, it's just crazy. It's a different breed of people down there. But regardless, I think like, that's all you need, right? It's just a few days. Like, so my dad had gotten a house he rented for the week and I was able to get a couple days and go down and like sometimes you just need to hit the reset button, right? Like it's just about like stepping away, realizing that your life problems, like as long as you're taking action, you're solving them. But on the back end of things, like it's not that big of a deal. Like things will resolve, right? Like if you need to take time off for work because of health issues or whatever it is, like that's the kind of stuff I'm up against. Like not me personally, but like with my family and like there's just certain things going on, right? That you need to handle like an adult and adulting is fucking hard. That's the other shit they don't tell you. Like if you had parents like my, mine, were, my parents were very hands off. So kind of like let me grow up and figure it out. But they're, they were there to offer any guidance along the way, but they let me kind of learn. And 
if you're anything like me, life is fucking hard. And a lot of the shit they don't teach you in school. And unless you experience hands-on, you don't know what to do. For instance, my back has been giving me issues. The last thing I want to do is go to the doctor. I hate having to make appointments. I hate taking time off from work. I hate going. I hate getting bad news. Like there's like so much shit. And finally, like I just do something about it. And like, I've been given a solution, right? Like I have to stretch and do some things like daily. Like it's so crazy. So for me, a lot of it is like just being able to stay centered. And like, that's like a big thing of AA. It's like a lot of daily reflection on what were your wins and losses throughout the day? Like, what can you improve upon? And to be honest, like, if you actually take a look at yourself in the mirror after each and every day, we're all a bag of shit. And it's hard to look at. That's why, to be honest, I struggle doing it. I, I struggle with self-reflection and improvement because it is very hard to look at yourself in the mirror if you've kind of just been head down grinding, doing what you got to do to survive as a human being. So that's what I got to work on. And that's kind of like what I don't know. Like I said, I have no fucking clue what happens and what's in the air in Myrtle, but you just kind of get the, it's a refresher, just that like to hit the brakes, everything's going to be fine. We're going to be all right. We're all just trying to survive. I think I say it every episode. It's the idea behind just be normal, right? It's just like, let's all just like get through it. Being a human is really, really hard. And no one gives enough credit to that ever. Everyone, especially on the internet, everyone's so quick to just shoot people down and talk so much shit. It's so stupid to me because to be honest, it's like, why, why should that be your, your initial reaction? Like have some sympathy because to be honest, like, why don't people realize you're not alone? Like the world doesn't revolve around you. Someone else is going through shit. So the idea of like people being trolls on the internet is so exhausting to me because I don't understand how you wake up and that's what you want to do. People are fucking clowns and it's, it's irritating. But to be honest, what I was told when I first got sober too, was like, look at what you don't want to be right. You can always learn something. And a lot of times what I learned, whether it's on the internet, via Twitter or uh, at work or where people I talk to in life, like I realize a lot of times it's who I don't want to be. So I need to strive to be better. So, and who the fuck do I think I am? I'm not perfect, but I'm going to get back on my horse of just like continuously trying to progress. Like I want to be like a superhuman, just like, you know, a stand up person. And I think I'm going to really, really work hard to do that. And that starts internally. Right. So that's like doing shit, like not podcasting when there's other stuff going on. <laughs> so yeah, it's not like I lost uh, the drive to do it or uh, the inspiration or anything. A lot of it's just like, I don't know what I want it to be yet. And I don't know what my plan is for it. So I can't let it get in the way of like, really my life, my tangible things I have in front of me right now. So yeah, we keep grinding. We keep moving. Good things happen in Myrtle Beach, right? The other thing I learned in Myrtle Beach too is mini golf is not as dumb as I thought it was. We were down and I went mini golfing a few times and oh my God, if you just have a little bit of patience, things can be much more fun. Two bowling and mini golf, if you have patience, they're enjoyable. But what used to happen to me and what I had to fight the urge of doing, and this is, I think I'm not like, this is 
the craziest of segues, but I think I had some sort of like epiphany while playing. Like if you just calm down and if you make a bad shot, just really focus on your next one rather than what I usually do is end up playing fucking hockey with the ball because I'm just so frustrated. It's like, Oh, I missed boom. We hit it again, hit it again. I end up with six cap down. end up shooting a 64 on a 34 par course. That's how that shit happens. And to be honest, that's how you end up fucking up in life. You start playing hockey, you get frantic, and that's a bad issue I struggle with. I, I'm very open about that. I I get something in front of me, and I'm like, ooh, ooh, ooh and I, I lose track of what else is going on. That's why, I like, my wife and, oh, my God, what I, a big thing I've learned throughout life, especially over, I'd say, the last, like, 10 years, is that people are always on the search for a fucking soulmate. You need a teammate first. Like, that's why, like, my wife deals like, if you haven't gathered already, I'm a crazy person. But she knows how to reel me in. And to be honest, like, although I'm nuts myself, I'm a pretty good teammate, too. I I feel like I, I try, right? Like, I'm flawed. You ask her that, it's like, yeah, well, you have a quick temper. And yeah, I can name my flaws real quick. But the point is, is like, that's what it's about. Like, it's not about finding someone that checks off your boxes all the time. You got to do it in return. And it's about like, if you have that mutual feeling coming out of it as like, we're accomplishing things together and we're getting through things together. That's to me, that's love. Like I want, I would take a bullet for her. I would do anything for her like that. And you need that reciprocate, reciprocate. Like that's to me, super important in a relationship. And I wouldn't be able to kind of do this and have this self-reflection if I didn't feel safe within my own home and that like, hey, she can help with some of the burden. Spiritual awakenings happen in Myrtle Beach, I'm telling you. Listen, this is all about mini golf. <laughs> but yeah, patience perseveres. Mini golf's, oh my God. They gotta do, but like, Mini golf, I feel like if you own a mini golf course, you should take pride in it. That's the other thing that's been pissing me off too. All the half-ass shit I see. I don't know. Like I, if you own something, I feel like you should, like a business especially, you should take pride in it. Like in my career, like I'm very proud of myself and the work I put forth. Like, I don't know your name's on it. I was taught young, like you're, if your name's on something, you should really try and to be well, like my name's been attached to a lot of things that I haven't tried at, but I'm learning over time. Right. Myrtle beach. Everyone should go. I, the other thing about just being near the water and everything is like how I've realized unplugging is super important. Like getting away from the phone. Like I, I love the internet. I think it's super beneficial. Uh, you can learn a lot. You can be duped, tricked. And I've been, you know, down the bad parts of the internet. And like, you know, that's the other thing. No one's taught us, our generation, how to use it. They don't let you know, like, there's people that are making a living just to get people, right? So um, it could be a scary place too. But I learned a lot. And what I realized too is what I was going to say is like, you get, you, it's important to unplug. Although as much as I learn and I love it and I can, you know, read things and, talk to different types of people nature is i feel a calling to like nature and just the earth and i feel like all humans do they just don't get a chance to taste it or they're so 
set in their ways. Like city people in general, they don't tend to want to get out at all. I I noticed like there, you know, there's kids that I grew up with and we were, I was more in the suburbs. So it was greener where I was, but still not a lot of kids besides sports would be like outside and like getting dirty. And I'm not saying you got to like hunt or fish, but climb some stuff, get your hands dirty. I don't, I have a strong immune system. I feel like I, I attest it all to just getting dirty as a kid. And, and that always makes me feel reconnected. Recharged is just getting my feet wet with like natural water or taking a dip in the ocean or I don't know, being grounded. This one crazy kid, I used to work in a rehab. This fucking crazy kid made me one day. He's like, he asked me to come with him. And he, I was one of the only people he talked to and, I've always taken pride in that. I like, I like the weirdos. I really do. So I went outside with this kid and he just told me to stand with my shoes off in front of a tree and just feel it and not like physically touch the tree, but feel the energy it was giving off. And like, I don't know, I actually gave it a whirl and he's right. Like you feel something you, if you sit still, that's the other issue with my generation is no one sits still. We're always on our phones. We're always looking at something, reading something, and I'm guilty of it all the time. There's not a moment in the day, usually when I'm not in front of something, whether it's a windshield, a screen, or, you know, usually my only time I'm not is when I'm in the gym or like working out. So that's the other thing I need to remember. I like to walk a lot. So that's, I try to get that in my system. And like, once again, my wife, like, do you think she just wants me like walking after I'm done doing this? Like, no, but she lets me do it. It clears my head. She understands it. So that's the kind of shit I do that keeps me sane. And I just don't think enough people think about it. Like they just go and they live life and they don't stop and think like, how could I improve? Or like, how could I make my life even better? That's the one thing I always struggled with. It's like, I always thought money and I think I'm one of those people. I think money could buy me a little bit of happiness, but like, I always thought it was these tangible things. And oftentimes it's not, it's just the right mindset. People ask me all the time, if can you can can you have fun if you're like not drinking at a bar or going to a tailgate or a football game and you're sober? Of course you fucking can. One of my boys, if you've listened to any of the starting five, my boy Smeds is getting married this weekend. I mean, I love to dance. So at a wedding, I'm cut and rug the whole time. So I enjoy myself like you can have fun no matter the situation. If drinking, smoking, doing that stuff's your thing, all good. Like, I don't give a shit. The point is, is like happiness, though, like when you wake up like Monday morning, it can be found. And I've just been trying to find it more and more. And it takes work and it takes, like I said, self-reflection. But if you're not doing it, like, what are we going to do? Everyone's just going to keep getting crazier. And that's what's happening, in my opinion. There's a lot of fucking crazy people out there, but. My nose stays to the grindstone. Grindstone. Speaking of grinding, some dude was grinding all up on me. Chiropractor today. Uh, so I've had issues for like three or four years with my lower back. If you've ever had sciatic pain, it's like a shooting pain when you stand on your feet that goes from your top of your butt cheek to the back of your knee. And it's can be by the end of the day it's almost like a 10 and you know beginning of the day it's a zero so it's sporadic it's annoying it's so i've been given like bullshit in the past like muscle relaxers to help like 
you know, to loosen the area. And finally, I had a doctor tell me like, hey, have you ever seen a chiropractor? And my answer was no, because uh, I have a friend who's a chiropractor. But to me, it's just too guru-y like type. It's like bullshit. Like I was like, I don't know. It always... I, I have an issue with my back. Like, take a picture of my back. Tell me what the fuck is wrong. Like, that's my mentality. So I was like, no. And this is the reason why. Like, I just have some hesitancy towards him. She was like, well, this dude is, like, pretty much by the book. So just check him out. So I was like, fuck it. Like, I will do it. So I went today, and it was that. It was extremely professional. He had me lay down. He put a cool, or a, what was it, heat first to loosen up my back he felt initially and he mentioned he's like it's your pelvis your body essentially you hurt yourself at one point and it's overcorrected so now you're so tightly wound he was like measuring my legs like saying like yeah your legs and the left leg is now a little bit shorter because your body is overcorrected to the left so far that like i don't i don't get it but he knew it right away. And then sure enough, he's like adjusting, tapping, like he heats my body up and then moves some shit around. And it wasn't like the bullshit. Like I wasn't just getting cracked all over to hear cool noises. Like he was like working the muscles. And then as he was working the muscles, like I could feel a little bit loosened. And then so like I got up and I'm not like out of pain. But uh, what I will say is he gave me some stuff to do and then he's going to see me again next week. And he's like, in a couple of weeks, I figure you'll be, your pelvis will realign and you'll be good to go. If this dude just solved my issues and I've been putting this bullshit off for three years, like, don't you think that makes me feel dumb? But don't you think that's relatable? Like I, I have a strong pain tolerance and I don't want more bad. Like, I don't know. I don't, I can't explain why I was scared to go, but you start to get answers and you start to be an adult to people who have already been living like this, this probably sounds insane. But to someone like me, like I'm learning this shit. Like if you actually just handle issues head on, holy shit, the outcome. It's not as scary as you think. And I might have a resolution. And you better watch out. If I'm walking around without back pain, I swear to God, I'm dunking a basketball within the first three months of me back. I have no idea. I haven't tried to jump high in a while. My verticals, I assume I could still get rim. Cause it doesn't affect my flexibility, but it just affects like how much I can exert at one time. So if I'm walking around with no pain, I'm about to be fucking jacked, hot and dunking basketball. So, uh, yeah, that's the plan. That was the other thing on my trip home. America, you always hear those stats about how fat America is as a, I mean, I'm still overweight. Like that's the thing. Like I, when I sat down in a seat and I was watching the people coming off the flight before me, I I'm not kidding. Like 95% of the people were fat and I'm like big myself. So it's not like I'm like here sitting judge, but it's like, Holy fuck. And then you get people who are like, Oh my God, I don't understand why I don't feel well. Well, when I was 200, I forget how big 270 pounds. I didn't feel great. My skin was a different, like, I don't know. So I'm just going to get super jacked. I'm going to feel good, look good, feel good, play good. That's the mindset, always. Go to Myrtle Beach. You'll have a spiritual awakening. But overall, honestly, I don't know. Life's good. Like, it's handling, you know, it's handing me a bunch, a bunch of bullshit. But it doesn't hurt to just talk about it with other people, too. That's the other thing. People just need a friend or a parent or somebody just to call and be like, Hey, I'm struggling, struggling.
just to get it off your chest. Cause I went to therapy for a long time. But what I realized is therapists have the easiest fucking job because if your client is smart at all, and I'm very introspective, right? That's the right word, but I figure, I think about my own thoughts a lot. So half the time, like I would talk to this lady for 45 minutes and the last 15 minutes was me solving my own issues. She never had to talk because you realize like, if you just like get it out and you verbally express it, it's like, I think you somehow make peace or like you hear it from a different perspective almost. That's at least my mental take. I don't know. I'm sure there is something philosophical there, but uh, yeah, therapists, their job's super easy because all it takes is you to shut up and the person should be able to solve their own problem. So talk about your shit if you're going through it. This isn't supposed to be some mental health fucking episode or anything like that, but yeah, I don't know. You just start to think and like oh, life calms down a little bit. And I like where my brain goes, like when my life is calm. I don't like it when it's in panic mode because it's very black and white thinking. If you ever heard anything about alcoholics, that's what kind of mind we have. And I, I think that's true. It's almost like a stereotype that I find to be true is uh, when all things are good and like it's everything is hunky-dory. My brain, I love the way I think. I love my mindset. I'm very positive. I'm very giving. When life's tough, I tend to like bottle things in. I'm not as uh, expressive and uh yeah, I can be a quick temper. It's a constant issue. So yeah, like things like that, I'm constantly working on, but it's just about doing the right thing, putting the next uh, foot forward and focusing on what you can improve. It's cool to see other people making cool moves. Like I have friends and family that are like just growing themselves and I love to see it. So uh, yeah, keep doing the right thing. I don't know. I love everything. The only other thing I wanted to talk about is how sick animals are. I have a Dalmatian I've talked about a lot. Uh, I think they have one of the coolest prints of any dog. I was looking, a bunch of people were sending pictures of like sick birds on the internet. I think birds got to be the coolest. I I have no style. I've been trying, like the only style I have is with my shoes. I have, I'm looking at the back of my shoe rack, like, I think I have probably 15 pairs of shoes right now. And that's conservative for me. Like I love collecting bands. I like flashy shit, but everything else I wear is super plain Jane. I wear a hoodie, pair of jeans, pair of khaki pants, like that nonsense. So if I was a bird, I'd be like a fucking crow. But well, no, because I have that element of flash. So maybe I'm trying to think of like what's almost like a, a robin, like with the nice flashy beak, but they're kind of plain Jane everywhere else. Cause I'm no Cardinal, right? Like, and I don't think I'm meant to be. I think you should uh, kind of stay in your lane when it comes to fashion. I think a lot of women struggle these days wearing some crazy fucking shit because they see it on the internet. A lot of men struggle uh, because Kanye West wears boots that are eight times too big and they try to make pull it off and they look like an idiot. We're not cartoon characters. Just wear some normal shit, please. I don't care. Like, if your shirt looks crazy, that was like the Ed Hardy phase. That shit was crazy. <laughs> Those shirts always look like trash, and yeah, people wore them because it costs a bunch of money. Cheap shit looks cool too. Goodwill is a hell of a store to buy clothes from. I'd ball out at a Goodwill. <laughs> I think animals are the coolest thing in the fucking world. 
I'm thinking of different cool ones. I, I, I made the comment, I think tigers are the public play if you're thinking of cool looking animals. There's some monkeys out there that look crazy with the red butts, blue face. Those are sick. But yeah, there's so many. I'd love just, and go ahead, think about it. If you're on Twitter, send me your coolest fucking animal. It's JBN Pod on Twitter. JBN, just be normal. It's the mindset. Don't keep it freaky all the time. There's a time and a place. I'm glad I sat down. I'm glad I'm back. We're going to keep it cooking. Love y'all. Peace.